Welcome to Beyond Dollars and Cents, Health and Wealth Edition. I am your host this week, Troy Garcia, and we are talking more health and wealth. Um, and we last show we with me, we had um, Coach Kate Graydon from Lakeland Athletic Club with us, and we had such a, an interesting and fun time. Yeah. We had fun. Yeah, it was fun. Okay. <laughs> it was so much fun she came back that we had such a good time that we were going to uh, kind of do some more uh walkthrough of benefits of long-term benefits and short-term benefits of strength training versus kind of other type of exercising and, and things like that. And and we're just going to explore that. Our goal is to educate you as a listener to know what's out there, what's available. What are some of the things that uh, we have looked up and done some research on to give you some factual benefits of being healthy and, and strength training and, and things like that. So, um, We've got also Robin Chaddock in with us. Thanks for joining us. Yay. Sorry, uh, I appreciate being here. I'm so glad you're here. I love this topic. Yeah, I do too. It's and that's why topic. I'm so relaxed about it. I wasn't really worried about the show. I even told Kate, I was like, we don't, we'll just, we'll just roll with it. I'll just throw some I mean, questions. Seriously, if the, you do not have to yeah. rehearse or have stuff for this, you yeah. all know it. It's you're breathing it. But we wanted to. I, you know, we'll just start at the kind of basics. And in, in our in our last show, we talked about you know, benefits of strength training for women, and we specified towards that. So if you folks haven't listened to that, go to um, alleninvestments.com, health and wealth, and look for that podcast, because we did address women specifically. But this is kind of a general all, all um, for longevity and, and health and things like that uh, talk today. But really, you know, we want to differentiate the difference between strength training and cardio, I think, first, because everybody thinks they can, you know, oh, I'm, I'm exercising and I mean, I, I know and I have um, long-term, I guess, older friends that have been a part of what a running group and, and mm-hmm. you know, been long-term runners. Mm-hmm. And that's great. But, you know, running versus actually running doesn't necessarily build muscle. Right. right? No, it technically is breaking down muscle. Okay. Um, when you are running. Yeah. So, and you're really only benefiting... If, if you are building muscle, if you're like maybe working in sprints or hills or something like that into your yeah. cardio routine, really, you're only building your lower half. So maybe you are gaining some muscle in your calves or your quads or something like that. But again, you're only focused on like that lower extremity and you're totally missing, you know, that upper body strength as well. I, I often drive around the lake and you see like the people walking or running, but then you see them like working the arms yeah. where they got like carry the weights <laughs> with them working the arms. I was like, does that work? Is that a, th-? and I mean, I'm sure it does, but you have to do those yeah. kind of wacky kind of crazy stuff. Right. I think any kind of like resistance. So if they do have some sort of weights and they're picking up and they're doing something with their arms, like yeah. any kind of sure resistance. Yeah. So, um, that might be helpful in yeah. gaining that. Or I've seen people, you know, they run a mile and they drop down and do some push ups And yeah. so that's and one way to do it too. They're doing it in, <laughs> in cycling classes too, oh. where they're, where they'll do the whole cycle thing. And then they'll have a, like one song will be, you know, using yep. weights, but it's not a heavy weight. And it's just something I think that makes you maybe feel a little bit better about working on the top half of the body. Well, so, and I think you, sorry, no, no, I ahead. think you even see that even in like, Peloton or other, you know, aerobic things that have become really popular. Yeah, is that they have um, classes that incorporate the cycling with dumbbell movements or resistant band training so that you are getting that superior form of exercise, which is... uh, 
Which is basically strength training. Lifting weights, yeah. Which is like, you break it down, they're like, just do some strength training. Exactly. <laughs> so so let's just, for our listeners, break down, I mean, just a little bit of a few examples of actual strength training. So you don't really need, I mean, you can use dumbbells on barbells, but I mean, body weight type stuff is strength training, right? Yeah. I mean, any type of under resistance, you know, whether that even be your body weight yeah. is resistance too, and that would count yeah. as a weight training. I mean, a lot of the programs, you know, maybe I've seen the startup programs or, you know, uh, where you just stand and do air squats, right? Mm-hmm. You want to get your um, hips below your knees if you can and do, I mean, you do enough, you do, you do a couple sets of those, two sets of, two, three sets of 20 and you're pretty gassed, right? I mean, that's. Yeah. I would say for anybody that's starting out, starting them with just body movements weight. with their body weight is going to be enough for them because they're coming from none of that type of training. So starting them at just body weight squats, body weight lunges, um, you know, things like that are going to start building those muscles that, you know, they possibly haven't worked before. So being a coach at Lakeland Athletic Club, you know, you are, do you get often get people that haven't touched a weight before? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, Maybe at some point in their life yeah. they've done something, yeah. but we have yeah. people who have not done things in a very long sure. time. So you are starting, yeah, basically well, from beginner all over again. Wait. Yeah, yeah, all wait, wait. As I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, Robin, I mean, you clearly weren't comfortable. Where you know you right. didn't, you weren't you were a little intimidated by walking into the gym and grabbing a weight. While yes, everybody was working was, out and moving around, right? Yes, and that's your fault because <laughs> you committed a group of us to do uh, a CrossFit class mm-hmm. uh, about six years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Maybe eight years ago. Yeah. But it was a while. And I said, the yeah, ori- the I'm a- original, wow. yeah. the, one, the one behind the Wawa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there. So he convinced some of us to, yeah, I'll do it. And <laughs> I could not get up off anything chair, sofa, anything for two weeks. Yeah. So I had not. I'm easily classified in that group that have not picked up a weight in quite some time. Yeah. Now fast forward to now. Well, that's, I considered myself athletic and did my first CrossFit class and, you know, just your body under that much, like, time under mm-hmm. tension. Um, yeah, and I remember telling myself, well, I told my sister and my mom who were doing it at the time before I had started CrossFit, I'll never do this again. Really? Yeah. Wow. Fast, fast forward. Fast forward. Six fast years. Forward. There and she is. Now you I'm walk like... into the gym and see her and go, <laughs> who is that? And yeah. I want to be her. Yeah. You know, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's so cool. So for some, so there are ways for, uh, if you're listening out there and curious about going to a gym, there are ways to get accommodated in a gym, set up some time with a coach. You get some one-on-one time, and you will you will get used to it once you once you get um, have a few one-on-one sessions. I think that's the probably most important thing for people that haven't had, had have no experience of being in the gym. Yes, is is just get settled in with a coach. Then you feel you know. Then you'll have a few workouts where you know they'll tell you what weights to get get and move around and what movements you're going to do. And then once you kind of get in the routine of things, you're just there doing your thing. Yeah. And I know even when we have consultations, we really try to push people who have been out of fitness for a long time to go the personal training route or maybe like a hybrid where they do a little bit of personal training and remote programming, whatever. But because jumping straight into class can be a lot and can be intimidating. And so, and 
possibly a class might make you feel like that, right? You do your first sure. class and you're like, I can't move for two weeks. I don't want to do this. But really, you probably could have yeah. had you eased into it maybe a little better. Yeah. And so that's why I think starting with a coach one-on-one to get comfortable um, is extremely important just to learn like how to move correctly, the movement patterns. I've, I've been in a couple classes where there's a new person and I've kind of, everybody, everybody beats up on me because I'm like, take it easy, slow it down. I'm always the guy, you know, because you always give me crap. I always call you out for it. I'm like, what are you doing? Like relax, just, just (laughs) slow and steady, slow and steady. And so, so when I notice a new person, I try to encourage them to do that because I know they will pay for it for weeks from that point if they don't just slow down. And usually they come in just on fire. Oh yeah. They, and they pay for it. They do. It's so bad. Well, and I think that's also (laughs) the, the pressure from a class because yeah. they're like, uh, that person yeah. is picking up that dumbbell. So that must mean that I yeah, should when too. They, they don't think about, they've been doing it for 10 years. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of a hard. It's tough. Yeah. So any, even if it's not, you know, CrossFit, any type of gym you right. choose to go to, I think starting off like one-on-one is definitely the safest and smartest way to go. Right, right. So so get with somebody, get coached, um, and then, you know, strength training. When, when you think about that, you think about these, you know, big bulky guys standing in front of mirrors at the gym, at your local whatever, uh, you know, um, whatever gym that is. And yeah. it's not that. It's not. It's It doesn't have to be that. It can be just, um, you know, well, what is that? I was going to say, yeah, everybody thinks like the extreme bodybuilding, but yeah. that's not what lifting weights, you know, really is, really is, or needs to be. That's an extreme sport, you know, which is not the same thing as your average going to the gym two to three days a week. And, you know, you're doing a couple sets of movements that work, you know, lower body, upper body, core. Well, good. Well, so. we, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about a few specific movements you might be able to do um, at home or just some uh, some things to look up to get started. Uh, Kate's going to give us a recommendation on that, and then we're, we're going to go into some, some more interesting stuff. We'll be right back. And welcome back to Beyond Dollars and Cents, Health and Wealth Edition. I'm your host, Troy Garcia, Certified Financial Planner with Allen & Company. And we are talking more health and working out and exercising and um, talking about ideas to um, get your metabolism going and to get into the idea of um, strength training specifically. We've talked about running. We've talked about some other exercises. We've, we've talked about cycling on this show. We've talked about yoga. Um, but but we are fortunate enough to have Coach Kate Graydon from Lakeland Athletic Club, who is a very experienced uh, coach and strength training athlete. Training myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> athlete, which, uh, yeah, just qualified for a big uh, CrossFit competition in Miami. Congratulations on that. Thank you. And um, we got some awesome pictures on our website of her. So go on there and check it out. Um, she's she's uh, it, she's an incredible, incredible athlete. So, um, so yeah, we were just talking about people getting started, getting into the movement and just introducing them to some sort of strength training and just, uh, wanted to kind of open up with some ideas or some ways people should start thinking about moving, you know, and we're, t- we're talking to anybody, you know, let's just, I mean, you know, at any point in their life, they can start getting up and moving. Right. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think once, if you haven't worked out, and you get to kind of your mid forties, maybe you kind of people say, "Well, that's not a thing I do or yeah. would do anymore." And and so, you know, I think talking to kind of that age and beyond, you know, what 
where does somebody start or what's a good kind of some things to think about to start on? Yeah, well, if they're not comfortable or they don't right away want to go seek a gym, maybe just, you know, kind of do it independently on their own at first. I think, you know, like we talked about, like just moving would be goal number one. So doing any sort of like, you know, eight to 10,000 steps a day, if that's something you're not getting in, start getting that in, start moving every day. Um, And then very basic movements um, or beginner type movements, you know, any type of like squatting, even if that means, and even, you know, 40 plus, even if it's somebody who's 70, 80, and I mean, just sitting on the chair, standing up out of the chair, sitting in the chair, standing up out of the chair, doing that, you know, three sets of 10 of those um, is going to start getting blood moving. Yeah. And muscles working that haven't worked before. Or, you know, I think lunging, moving like that balance is really important, especially like as we age Um, or even kids, actually, like kids lifting weights or and kids learning how to lunge and learning balance is really important. Um, Things like sit up, core strength is so important. Um, Even like with arms, if a push up seems too intense, then they can, you know, just holding a plank and shoulder tapping or just Movements that feel basic, but for someone who has not been possibly moving in a while, I mm-hmm. think starting there, like those are just basic movements that they could work on or, you know, ordering a set of bands from Amazon and yeah. doing all band types of like banded bull-aparts or pressing the band overhead, you yeah. know, pulling the band to do like a pull type, mimic a pull type motion, yeah. like all of that is a good place to start that feels very low intensity because you're not, you know, picking up yeah. a dumbbell or a barbell or something like that. And things that can be done at home if there's still that little bit of fear of like taking a step sure. into a gym. And and is that, uh, do you do some, in? Will you do pro, do you do programming for people as far as want, not wanting to come to the gym, but they'd like to do stuff at home too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we offer that all types of, or people who have gyms at their apartment complex. And yeah. so it's just whatever, whatever Neat. equipment that people have available to yeah. them, can we can write them workouts. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think enough people know about those, those offerings. Yeah. There's, I mean, I think all my clients currently come into the gym, but I know one of our other coaches has people yeah. that solely work out at home. And so, and like when COVID hit or when, I have clients who travel. Yeah. I'll write them, you know, things they can just do in a hotel room or a hotel gym or whatever. So, yeah, there is um, options for everybody, no matter what you have. And I think strength training, some of the benefits of doing that, getting up and moving versus someone who's just said, well, I'm just going to go for a run. Right. Or I'm just going to go and I hate to beat up on runners. I, running's yeah. great. It's great cardio. Um, but I just I think the long-term effects of strength training are more beneficial than they are of a runner in, in, from what I've read. I don't know that to be true, but yeah, would you I think, agree? Yeah, I think, and I think there's more and more studies coming out because I think at first, or for a very long time, it was kind of hard to study the effects of resistance training because, mm. um, you know, it's not We didn't like have all the studies Put yet. a hamster on a hamster wheel and, like, you know, it's a little <laughs> harder to do that yeah. with you know, so studying um, resistance training took a little longer or maybe was a little more challenging. So all the studies out there was very cardio based, but we are starting to see a very shift turn in studies 
showing uh, all the long-term benefits and health benefits that aren't just, you know, like losing weight, right. like we talk about, um, to lifting weights. So I don't know if we kind of want to dive into some of those too, or. Sure. Yeah. So I know last time we talked a little bit, but talking about bone health yeah. and the strength of our bones. Ooh, ooh, well, I got something on that, but keep going. Yeah. I think you got that. Go. We lose 5% of muscle mass after no. the age of 30. No, I didn't have that. Oh, so for every every ten years, right after from per thirty decade. to forty per decade, yep, um, we tend to lose muscle mass if we're not doing anything. Right, we're sitting on the couch. Right, got it. So building muscle from is the, in turn, yeah, going to be building that muscle mass. So we're gonna have stronger, healthier yeah. bones. Yeah. So and I know that. Robin that's can a, attest big, to that. Yeah, and, that's a big issue. Yeah. Um, and it's not just for women, right. men as well. Um, and so more studies continue to come out on that. As a matter of fact, we have a uh, the wife of someone that we work with, Troy, who was just diagnosed as osteoporotic. Mm -hmm. And she's a swimmer. And he said, yeah, the swimming's great, but mm -hmm. weight-bearing exercise. Really? And so she wants to meet with me because she's heard. Yeah, because you know, everybody some, knows what Robin. No, everybody because, knows in Lakeland. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's more like um, I've had the benefit of working with a coach for almost two years now, and it does make a big difference. That's yeah. that's great. So yeah, some other benefits of strength training. So a couple of things that we've we found here um, is uh, I you know you always even I think you I'm sorry I'm. Uh, all of the time that I have worked out in my life, I have always, you know, all the guys, well, we want, I want a flat stomach. I mm -hmm. want a flat stomach. Mm -hmm. But you always go for a run or you always do cardio or you always, you know, do, uh, do other things. But a 2014 study pu published uh, a research study that it is more effective at, uh, strength training is more effective at preventing increases in abdominal fat than, um, than cardiovascular exercise. So it does only burn calories but um but increases the lean muscle mass so basically the the whole visceral fat thing what you talked about on the last show yeah so i didn't realize that was just stomach like stomach fat because that's your main visceral fat is like right what we have in our trunk of our bodies right, right? Mm -hmm. and so i never i didn't put that two and two together but that makes so much more sense because i was weight training at a, a in what i think is a pretty young age and i've never had any issues with that Per se, thankfully. Oh, right. I'm just gonna brag on the air. I'm just super, super no. Super fit. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Well, the visceral <laughs> fat's the fat we don't want oh, either right. because I'm, of the like visceral fat is around the organs in your body. Yeah. And yeah. You know it. You don't know it until you know it. For sure. And when you take that in body scan and it says you're a 14, and 14 is no bueno. Right. I can tell you that. So wait, visceral fat isn't. Well, it's a, the fat around the, uh, the organs. important organs. Mm -hmm. So we're talking, you know, and your increased visceral fat yeah. is going to lead to like increased risks of different types of diseases which Cancer, we're going to get to yeah so right. health stuff. wise you want as low visceral fat as, as possible. possible um and the best way to target that is the weight training because of the fact that it's going to increase your metabolism because you have the calories that you burn like while you're working out mm -hmm. and then you have the calories that you burn 
while you're just not. sitting yeah. while your body is doing nothing. Metabo- that's metabolic. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you want that to be higher. So the higher your metabolism is, the more fat you're going to be burning even when you're just sitting, sitting there. Relaxing. But the only way you can build that metabolism is by lifting weights. There you go. If you're doing the cardio, you might burn more you know, During, in that hour, sure, sure. but you're not getting any benefits from it after the no fact. No afterburns. Right. So what you really need for all the health benefits. Got it. So we want, That's good. we want our bodies to be working for us versus us having to move all the time to burn the muscles. Cause eventually you're going to not be able to move anymore. Right. You so don't use you, it, you lose it. Kinda. Well, well, if you can only run for an hour a day, but you're, so you've like kind of plateaued on your yeah. burning calories. Well, you don't have another hour to go keep running. So unfortunately, you're not going to burn more calories because you don't have that higher metabolism yeah. that you would have if you were weight training. Weight training and, and doing different movements and switching it up. and, and Yeah, because yeah. your body is constantly having to adapt when you're weight training. And because it's your body having to adapt, that's really causing the yeah, yeah, increase in yeah, the metabolism. The change in and pattern. The, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. All right. That was awesome. Thank you for explaining that to me. That was a fun (laughs) one. We are going to take our uh, second break, and we will be right back after this with lots more. And welcome back to Beyond Dollars and Cents, Health and Wealth Edition. I'm your host, Troy Garcia, Certified Financial Planner with Allen & Company, and we are talking benefits of strength training with Robin and Coach Kate Graydon from Lakeland Athletic Club. And we had just been talking about um, a few things like Um, visceral fat, cardiovascular health, things like that. And we're kind of just going down the line here. But one of the things, um, you know, with strength training, if you are working out and taking your joints through full ranges of motion, um, you know, you can increase the range of motion over the time. One of the things I I try to stress, especially during when we did our yoga show, was just mobility and how how much more important I feel that is for longevity. Yep. And I could be wrong here, but maybe a little bit more than strength training. But I think there's a balance, obviously, between the two. And I'm sure there one's not necessarily more important than the other. They probably need to work coincide with each other. But but just the idea of of ha- being more mobile and and flexible, um, being able to squat, being able to put your arms over your head, being able to stretch, being able to you know the function of um, opening and closing your hands, things like that. How important I feel that is. Um, than just strength training. Yeah, I think that when we talk about mobility and flexibility too, it's I I always laugh because I'm like I don't mean flexibility like you can do a split. Yeah. you know that's not very functional. Yeah. yeah. But mobility that if you have to squat down and pick up your kid off the floor or mm-hmm. whatever that you have the range of motion to do that. And anytime you're going to perform a motion like a squat under load. That's going to require or that's going to increase your range of motion because it's going to allow you to like sink and get a little deeper. Um, And so it is going to improve those everyday things, especially as you get older. If you want to be like, I want to be old and be able to still play with my grandkids. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if something's coming and going to I mean, if you have to like swing and pick them really pick them up really quick or whatever, the more mobility and flexibility that you have, um, safer you're going to be doing that. Because, the safer you're going to be doing that. Yeah. yeah because you have I, more muscle around those, right, ligaments and bones and to protect yourself in a sense, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of times when we see people get hurt, like, you know, they, they kind of throw their back out or, and I don't mean like in the gym, I guess. I mean, 
just yeah, just living, Free living, range. yeah, someone, just living. Yeah, they they bent down to pick up their couch and they pulled something in their back or their hamstring or whatever. Well, a lot of times when that happens, it's it's not happening because they weren't strong enough, but it's yeah. happening because or they weren't. They, they didn't have, have the, mo- the mobility right. to do that. So right. when they're putting their muscles in those positions, that's a lot of times what causes, I feel like, the injury versus like, I just couldn't lift that couch. Sure. But you didn't have the mobility or the correct range of motion to safely, yeah. you know, lift that couch. I felt, or, I felt that like when we when we do deadlifts. And oh, like, yeah. You know, I mean, I could feel my hands, obviously your hamstrings and, and stretching and, and the that movement as, and I, I can't even... I still have trouble getting down to touch my toes, mm-hmm. but I had noticed that it clearly is improving right. because I'm working at it and I'm using that muscle in a kind of long form, right? It's straight, the muscles fully, yeah. long, you know, uh, elongating. Elongating. thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so doing that, um, helps. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's why I love the sumo deadlift all the time. When we talk about a lot of the movements that we do are like have functionality, mm-hmm. the sumo deadlift I think is extremely important which is like a wider stance because i say all the time when i teach it in class i'm like if you're going to bend down to pick up your couch this is how like you your legs are you know your feet are wide and you bend down so i'm like this is to me one of the most functional movements we're gonna do when you really think about incorporating it into everyday life you know i love the sumo squad yeah i mean i could do it he can give me a lot of those i'm (laughs) real good with that it's great for tight hit like if the hips are tighter i'm sorry no no yeah it really it that's it's it's a much better movement yeah than maybe a traditional deadlift if you do have a tighter hip or something like that it's it's a much easier position and you know like i said more functionality really sometimes to get into i was just going to reflect on the fact that robin and i did move a couch together Yes, um, yes, I I was <laughs> leading the charge you leading. as you and another kind yeah, yeah. financial advisor came to my home. So I got to use that to, in real life. Nice. And it was a heavy sofa. It yeah. was heavy. Thank God you were doing your sumo squats. That's Thank all you. I can say. Thank you. So um, more benefits of, of strength training. Uh, one of the things we talked about was that it can, I think by simply circulating more blood, and I don't know if I'm shortening it by too much, but basically it... it can improve your brain power. You know, um, you know, it's it helps in older adults suffering from co- cognitive issues. It, but you, by getting more blood circulating through your system, um, it can it can help strengthen that. Um, from that standpoint, another one is uh, anybody with. Type can I talk t- more on that? Oh yeah, please. Boosted brain health, please only do. because I think about you know. Um, how we do other things to keep our brains young, whether it's like word searches or Sudoku or whatever they say, all those things mm-hmm. are like good to keep your, well, that's why I think strength training has so many benefits for that too, because your brain has to be in connection with your body all the time. You're, you know, even as you're squatting, you're mm-hmm. making sure like, is my weight in my heels? Am I, you know, am I pushing my right. butt back? Same thing. Like if you're trying to do something like a lunge position where you're having to just constantly make that brain body connection to what you're doing. So it's going to increase your brain activity while you're doing that, which is going to help keep your brain yeah. young. Like I've heard on, I've heard them compare running before to like, you know, when you're running, how people say like they get lost in thought. Yeah. So you're like, your brain is not activated at yeah. all while you're doing that really you know you're because you're just we're, it's the same it's the same movement over and over we're and over again all our runner listeners no, after they hear this show. don't runners you're great too <laughs> no but i mean 
mean, what but, are they going to do when their knees give out? We're yeah. giving them it's their next common. opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing your chiropractor will say. No, yeah. don't do it. You, you don't know? have to think when it's just one foot in front of the other but for three miles. I you think know? that's a great point, though, is the connection between mind and body. Oh, yeah. And we've talked about that before, but it is really, really critical. And I catch myself all the time. It's the thing that will help me correct my form is, okay, wait a minute. Where, where's my butt? Mm-hmm. Where, where are my knees? Yep. Where, you know, yeah. is, is my core tucked in? I mean, can, am I, am I prepared physically because I prepared mentally to do this? Yeah. You're... Yeah. I think that's one of the greatest thing, things that you as a coach yes. can teach Huge. all of us is that mind body connection, because when you're not there, right. It's something, it's a behavior that we have to have, regardless of your age or your gender. Yeah. So I I applaud you as a coach because that's a really, a big really deal. important thing. It's a big deal. Just a reminder of how we're supposed to feel and what we're supposed to mm-hmm. be feeling when we do certain movements. And even, I think, yeah, I know how, no matter how beginner or how advanced you are, I think it's always important to be, you know, asking yourself, am I, is this the position I'm supposed to be in or, you know, for me, I'm con- even like with different lifts, I'm like, oh, yeah, roll my pelvis under, you know, like just different things that I I still have to make sure my mind knows that I'm supposed to do it. But I have to check in with my body. Is my body right. where it's supposed to be to make sure this is safe and efficient and, and get you the result you want? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So. So some of the other benefits that we have kind of covered and, and want to talk about, but we, we just uh, talked about. Folks with diabetes, strength training also improves the muscle's ability to take in glucose and blood sugar because it's it it's basically, um, I mean you're 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 micro tearing your muscle when you do strength training. Um, there there's you know when you put your muscles under load, your muscles expand, they get micro tears, and and then that opens them up to um, basically take in and use glucose or blood sugar to better. Be more efficient. Yeah, to be more yeah. efficient through the body. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to also get into, and maybe we, we save this for the last segment, but the whole idea of working out and doing all the workouts and exhausting your body and exhausting your muscles, but where the magic really happens is in recovery, right? And a lot mm-hmm. of people, as much as we're talking about the benefits of strength training, the benefits are kind of after the strength training, right? Yeah, when your muscles are trying to repair themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I think let's touch on that now. We're gonna we're gonna get ready and take a break here and go into the fourth or last segment. But I kind of want to get over into the recovery process and what people need to think about and consider in between their strength training. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that taking days to recover is important. That's why I think like, you know, two to three days is plenty for the average person to be strength training Mm -hmm. um, because those benefits do come from those days that you are, you know, that your muscles are repairing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, that doesn't mean don't move at all on those days. So when we talk about recovery, yes, I would still say those days that you're not weight training, you need to still be that eight to 10,000 steps a day is what I always tell everybody. That's how many you should be getting. Uh, per day so still moving is very important oh man 
you don't get those per day. <laughs> but we're gonna well, start wearing I, an Apple Watch and I wanna, tracking it. I want to talk about that more, and I need to be educated on what kind of an off day is for strength training. So we're gonna talk about okay. that when we get back here uh, in just a minute. We'll be right back. And welcome back to Beyond Dollars and Cents, Health and Wealth Edition. I'm your host, Troy Garcia, Certified Financial Planner with Allen & Company. And we, again, are talking strength training. Uh, we've got uh, my my friend and co-host, Robin Chaddock, here with Coach Kate Graydon from Lakeland Athletic Club. Thank you for being here. Thank um, you. And we are just, we've been talking about strength training. We've talk, been talking about the benefits uh, and, and lots of things that uh, can help improve your life and lifestyle. And now I wanted to explore the idea because I instantly learned before we took our last break that my recovery days are not proper recovery days, apparently. <laughs> so, uh, so I want to know what is Did a you good, share what your recovery? Well, there... It's, yeah, I think I'll you should honest, share with it's, our audience. It's water, yeah. it's water and sleep. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, so, okay. that, that's not one and two. What is the list of priorities, well, really? couch and food. Okay, cheese, couch. Cheese, crackers, ice cream. Okay, and then maybe uh, hydration. And yeah. Oh, man. Mm. Like the late night charcuterie board, like yeah. blocks of cheese and There's ham nothing and like pickles. It. Yeah. That so is good. like my go-to. It's, it's, it's crazy how much cheese I eat. Yeah. It's, and boxes, boxes of wheat thins. Wow. Okay. Well, thank minute. goodness Wait. you have the metabolism <laughs> to eat like oh, that, Troy. I'm, I'm, at the gym. <laughs> I'm at the gym four, three, four days a week. I pay I for it. I okay. pay for it. So. No, you don't pay for it. You're investing in That's you, That's right. My Your friend. workout is not a punishment That's for what right. you no, eat. No, no, no. I enjoy my workout. Good. That's so important. <laughs> it's a reward for your body right. to take care of yourself. Right. And I'm thinking recovery with that charcuterie board is not probably not sangria. No, or the red wine no, option. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm those good. are good for the body, but right. okay, but that's the path yeah, I take. I'm, Recovery, I'm, sangria. Yeah, <laughs> solves every problem. Love it, love it, love it. So yes, what is kind of the not ideal, right? There's no perfect solution, but just the idea of like what people should consider and do in their off days or when they're not working out, because I, you know, I heard where should our focus go? Yeah, where should from, our focus go? Yeah, where should the focus go? Well, I think it goes to recovering like your body as a whole too. And I mean, not just the muscles when we talked about, like I said, like take the day off and walk, you know, eight to 10,000 steps, steps per yeah. day. Like that is important to still stay active, but also to not forget about all the other things that are extremely important, like making sure you're taking in proper amount of water, making sure you're getting your sleep, which you know, seven to eight hours, which I know is really hard for people, but it is so important. so important. And if they would just get the proper amount of sleep, I think that they would. Yeah. I mean, it would, they'd see we, a huge difference in that done, too. We've done two or three shows on, on sleep, sleep alone. Okay, good. And so I hope I've made oh, yeah, that I've point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 To, uh, to our listeners. So hopefully um, you guys have listened to that, but yeah, so how important, so important sleep is. Water, sleep, you know, trying to manage your stress as best as you can, sure. especially because, you know, when you are working out, you're putting stress on your muscles. So additional stress is right. the the less of it you can have, the better. So just trying to could, you yeah. know, control that stress level is really important. And then how we fuel our bodies as far as what we eat yeah. um, is also really important. Making sure. sure we're getting in the proper amount of fruits and vegetables, um, Protein, I know for a lot of people, protein is very hard. Hard, hard, hard. hard. Yeah. Hardest thing you do is not a sumo squat. Yeah. (laughs) It's getting the protein in, honestly. Which is essential to muscle growth. 
also exactly but mm-hmm. that's the whole point i guess right? but it's just i guess i'm that seems pretty you know between eat you know i think when I, if i pick something at a restaurant i i, I get a good protein and and okay but, but a good you, protein it's the amount yes. of protein. Oh. I get good protein. Sure. I can eat a one-pound steak well, and for dinner. I guess, yeah. yeah. That's a well, lot I of think protein. So much of us are like living our lives on the go, and a lot of times sure. the quicker food is not a good or a right amount of protein. Right. They're grabbing a bar or whatever, and even if it's a protein bar, it's full with like a bunch of other crap Preservatives. that's not good for you know your yeah. body. And shakes or protein powder and stuff? Yeah, I don't think that... I, I tell... People that I work with that if they want to have a protein shake, one, you could do that once a day. Don't be, you know, if yeah, you're doing any more than once, like if you're trying to, well, I'm, I'm doubling my thing because I need 40 uh, more grams. I, that I don't, I yeah. don't got suggest it. to anybody. Yeah. And I try to train other ways to get in that protein. But I think that's why I think it's the hardest reason is because people are go, go, go. And so they're like, well, I just, I'm, I'm grabbing yep. to do this. So I just grab yep. something that's and, easy. And easy stuff is also um, hidden for carbohydrate. And carbohydrates are good for us. Sure. Yeah. But more carbs than protein is not necessarily good for us. And I think you can eat uh, two handfuls of carbs quicker than you can two handfuls of protein. Oh, sure. Because they're, and, and that I think is the thing. I think the education process of how we fuel, right? Whether we're working out or not, um, you have to maintain some consistency with that. Yeah. So, well, and protein is a lot more satiating. So it is dense. more like fulfilling. It is more oh, filling. Oh, yeah, it takes than, away sugar cravings. The, yeah, more than yeah. Uh, carbs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what I think you could eat a lot more carbs than you could eat protein. But yeah, that's Cut we don't want that. So, <laughs> so proper hydration, proper sleep, um, proper eating. But I heard you say active and active and rest don't equal to me yeah right so right. can you kind of can you kind of well, recovery so Reco- you say rest yes okay. yeah i guess okay. i don't necessarily believe in like a full rest yeah. day unless you are very sick and you need to lay around well, I might. all day but if you you know i think if um if you're strength training two or three days a week yeah. and i think to do it properly and to get the most benefits out of it too, you should really focus. Like there should be a rest or recovery day in between mm-hmm. your See, workout I days. I got you saying rest day now too. <laughs> so if you were to like, ideally somebody who could go to the gym, you know, Monday, Tuesday, or I mean, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Friday yep, yep, or yep. a Monday, Thursday, Saturday, yep. or, you know, something that works for their schedule, but has days in between, that'd be a lot more beneficial too than, Working out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, sure. and then not doing anything for, you know, four more days yeah. or whatever. So, and then on those days in between, like we were saying, the the walking, I guess that's why I would say I would never take a true rest day. Because I really think no yeah. matter what day of the week it is or what you're doing, yeah. you should be up and moving eight to 10,000 steps. And then if you want to do something a little more physical, you yeah. can still be in, because I am very like, guilty of not wanting to take yeah, recovery full, days yeah, as you should <laughs> as i should um i have a coach oh. too and that you know That's she wouldn't want to hear that yeah. yeah um but i you know even on those days in between and i think even i could say even with like the training cycle that we're on at 
Lakeland Athletic Club, like you can very easily see our Monday, Wednesday, Friday workouts are like very intense. Yes. And then our workouts on Tuesday and Thursday, like in between those intense workouts, we have some that are maybe a little lower intensity. Maybe. Still going to like <laughs> get the heart rate up and like feel tough, but we're not, you know, we're doing um, more body weight type movements versus doing stuff under a heavy yeah. weight. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, we're not so, doing deadlifts. We're not doing all those crazy things and, and with big weights for sure. Right. Yeah. So even on those recovery days, if you wanted to get in the gym and do a little bit of like Really? So that's considered body, a recovery day? You could, yeah. Wow. Because you're not, I mean, you're not, you know, know putting your body that. through that high stress like even, of, even you like, do yeah. it. Yeah. You just don't know. Even yeah, like apparently things like cycling or rowing or yeah. things like that. Yeah. Uh, hiking, hiking. Like if you're yeah, 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 I like, yeah. I'm, Swimming. I'm, I'm good with that. Any of those kinds of things. How about chasing great. around a, a three-year-old and a one-year-old? Chasing day? them around tennis, like any kind of hobby or something. That would be a great activity to do on those days that you're not, yeah. you know, In weight training. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have learned something. So thank you. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the great information. Thank you for being here. Thank you for educating us on on all of of the things because people need we need to know this. Um, I think strength training is kind of a newer uh, ish thing over the past five seven years where people, um, you know, especially in the in their forties fifties sixties, need to be educated on because they didn't they didn't you know they grew up knowing that Arnold Arnold was. Weightlifting, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't. And running was Air the quotes. other option. And running was the yeah. other option. So knowing that there is a nice in between, you can make something work for yourself and your lifestyle to go ahead and benefit yourself for longevity and health. Um, I think I think that's awesome. So thank you for helping us. Thank you for educating us. Yeah. You, you can find Kate at Lakeland Athletic Club here in Lakeland, over off uh, near Bartow Highway, off Commerce. Point, yeah, Commerce, Commerce Point, Point Drive, mm-hmm. Lakeland Athletic Club. Mike, drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike and Kim <laughs> over there are the owners. They're great. Um, and uh, you can find me and Robin at Allen Company, uh, Allen uh, and Company off for, uh, 1401 South Florida Avenue. Uh, again, I'm your host, Troy Garcia. Give us a call. Check out our website, alleninvestments.com, my blog, Health and Wealth. Um, and I think that's it for today. Yeah. So thank you guys. Thanks for having me. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Have a good one. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult with an appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Guests appearing on the show and their respective companies are not affiliated with LPL Financial and Allen & Company. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC.